0: Mike's Daily Podcast. So the compliment that I usually get for this show, I've been getting it for a long time, is wow, you have a lot of dedication. Mike's Daily Podcast. Which is funny because years ago when I worked at a country station and I would be on every night because that was dedication and people would call up and make requests and in this nation of songs that people like to hear and make requests, I came up with the name Dedication. Mike's Daily Podcast. Because it was on a station called KHA. And perhaps you remember that But most likely you don't Mike's Remember that station Daily. I think it's still on the air Podcast But I was on it for 11 years Yeah And we do a lot of those uh, requests And whatnot And everybody wanted to hear George Strait's I Cross My Heart Aww And that was many, many a times used as a wedding song So That is what I'd get. Mike, you've got a lot of dedication doing this podcast. It's true. But you're probably listening to the show on June the 2nd. Can you believe it's June? Or maybe sometime after June 2nd. But June 2nd happens to be National Bubba Day. And I worked on a country radio station for over a decade. But what I didn't really know working there was what the South was all about. Because I was in Southern California there's some lingo that we didn't technically use all that much that you use a lot in the South. And that, one of those things is Bubba. And there's a lot of countless radio shows, morning radio shows in the South that feature somebody name Bubba or some variation with the word Bubba but it is National Bubba Day today if you didn't know it's also National Leave the Office Early Day and here's today's podcast picture for a couple of employees that I have employed that was every day National Leave the Office Early Day the podcast picture is me After I've left the office and I'm walking in PodCastro Valley and enjoying some wonderful, lovely local roses growing. And you can see a picture of me. I put my face in the podcast picture today. You can see it at Mike'sDailyPodcast.com. And the last podcast picture featured this fella from six years ago as we walked in PodCastro Valley. The late, great Basil the Boxer. Oh! We had so many great walks. Now, you may or may not hear the wonderful new pet <laughs> that, that Basil would not approve of, I'm sure. I've had him since October. Rocky. Rocky the cat tends to meow here at Cafe Anyway, so you may hear him meow. But we are at Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcaster Valley, the last place on Earth. It is F-Episode 2618, 2618- And if you are listening to this on June 2nd, it is National Rotisserie Chicken Day. For those of you who are vegetarians, I'm sorry. And I'm not Canadian, so I don't know why I said it that way, but I have eaten a rotisserie chicken now and then. I'm sorry. Sorry, chickens out there. But for some reason, when you've been brined and cooked over a slow cooker for a while with... Delicious seasonings You can be pretty tasty And then afterwards With the leftovers Oh my gosh You can do so many things But that's just the thing It's also International Volkswagen Bus Day I never owned A Volkswagen However both my parents When I was young Between the ages of I think zero and six They had Volkswagens Dad even had a rabbit For a while Dad, probably the most likely Never to drive a rabbit Type of person who would never drive a rabbit He liked the rabbit that he had It was white I think most rabbits were white Like like the song by Jefferson Airplane And, internet, and a lot of people that listened to Jefferson Airplane drove in Volkswagen buses It's true, you can look it up But there is a particular sound That those particular vehicles Make and it, if even to this day, when I hear one of those engines in a Volkswagen from that era running along, there must be a YouTube channel that just features that music and uh, uh, that sound in a loop. The sound of that engine in the Volkswagen bus or the hatchback, which my parents had, they both had hatchbacks, or the bug, the beetle, the. Rabbit, there is a particular sound that just lulls me to sleep. And my dad would be talking to me and I'd be out cold. So, yeah. And Rocky Road Day. So, in honor of my cat, Rocky, it is National Rocky Road Day. What exactly is in Rocky Road? You've got your chunks of some kind of nut and usually some kind of marshmallow. But then if you add chunks of chocolate, you've now stepped into Heavenly Hash category, area. I think there might be some vanilla cream in that as well. But Rocky Road, a little more simple. And I would love to tell you that. Oh, and of course, there's also the uh, chocolate bars that are also sometimes called Rocky Road. The flavor was created in 1929 by William Dreyer. Yes, the one from Oakland, California. And we have a Dreyer's ice cream in Podcast Valley. When he cut up walnuts and marshmallows with his wife, sewing scissors and added them to his chocolate ice cream in a manner that reflected how his partner Joseph Eddies chocolate candy creation incorporated walnuts and marshmallow pieces Eddie's is a type of ice cream as well an ice cream franchise that's big here in the Bay Area later the walnuts would be replaced by pieces of toasted almond after the Wall Street crash of 1929 Dreyer and Eddie gave the flavor its current name as we go outside of Cafe Anyway somewhere in Podcastro Valley The last place on earth Anyway Very close to Oakland Quote To give folks Something to smile about In the midst Of the Great Depression Alternately Alternatively Fenton's Creamery Also in Oakland Claims that William Dreyer Based his recipe On a Rocky Road Style ice cream flavor Invented by his friend Fenton's Very own George Farron Who blended his own Rocky Road style candy bar into ice cream However, Dreyer substituted almonds for walnuts And if you head east of here a little ways Over to Salida and Modesto Where there are lots of almond trees They call them almonds Because when they fall off the tree It knocks the L out of them And that's supposed to be a joke, so the original Rocky Road ice cream used chocolate ice cream with no chocolate chip pieces. By blending numerous ingredients such as chocolate ice cream, nuts, and marshmallows, the Rocky Road flavor was one of the first types to mix in the materials together versus just being one plain, one or the other. Chocolate vanilla. The style was developed by Dryer's lead chemical engineer and dairy chef Noah Holliday... Now that's a festive name And proved difficult to produce Due to the nature of freezing And preserving various mixed ingredients Over the years After the inception of the flavor Many companies would try to imitate Or mix in other ingredients Such as various nuts, fruits, and toppings But the original combination Proved to be the most popular Fascinating, isn't it? All of this coming from the Bay Area Particularly the Oakland area The East Bay Joseph Eddy William Dreyer and George Farron of Fentons, all there to thank for Rocky Road ice cream. And I got sidetracked big time. And you may not have even be you, if you're not listening, June second. I know this doesn't pertain to you. Oops. But still, that's Rocky Road ice cream for you. Okay, so there was a floor vote on the. Let's see, okay, so it passed Congress. We're talking about the, oh, yes, and then we're kind of, sort of talking about our president tripping, yikes, and falling. Let it just be a public servant announcement to anybody in their 80s. Please, please, please be careful. Now, my mom, in her 70s, tripped, and she hated Biden. She was not happy that he wanted That he won She wanted Trump And had a Trump sign on her front lawn But years and years ago She was walking In a parking lot And hit one of those concrete Little barriers that are really low to the ground But it's supposed to be where you Your tires hit so you know Oh I've gone too far in the parking spot Well she tripped over one of those And that began A chain A chain Of horrendous events To her leg Which eventually ended up Causing her to lose her leg But it was vein related It had to do with the veins in her leg And circulation And well It just progressed from there It's very sad But the point is That my mom did not like Biden And Biden fell He fell hard apparently So And even if you didn't vote for him We wish the best for our president Biden and Kevin McCarthy The GOP House Speaker Reached a deal That would suspend the debt ceiling Until 2025 And put a lid on non-defense government spending It effectively freezes Non-defense spending next year And limits it to a 1% bump The following year In effect, this amounts to a budget cut because of inflation. A few other deal tales, deal tales, deal tales. The bill adds work requirements for some people aged 50 to 54 receiving food stamps. It claws back part of the $80 billion that the Biden administration doled. Out to the IRS To beef up its enforcement It claws back 80 billion dollars of that So it's like IRS you want your money to No 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 Bad IRS And changes the environmental review process For energy product projects In an effort to speed them up Which is interesting So yes some give and take I can see where The first two things I mentioned with the requirement for 50 to 50 year olds receiving food stamps and Stopping money going to the IRS That is definitely something Republicans want And then the environmental review process for energy products being sped up That's definitely a Democrat thing And then you have But you know what? That could be either side Either side I know some Democrats Have loved to see the IRS Not get a 80 billion dollars And some Democrats saying Hey maybe people Getting food stamps Between the ages of 50 and 54 Should do some Should be working But The whole effectively Freezing non-defense spending Next year And limiting a 1% bump The following year So that means money's still going into the military. That definitely sounds more of a Republican thing. So, needless to say, it does seem like Republicans got a lot out of the deal. And it does seem that they should be happy, but they're not. You still got Lindsey Graham saying, this looks like a terror. This looks like a house. This looks like a party on fire. Meanwhile, says that Seth Myers does a great impression of me And I should just shut up If you enjoyed the fight over the debt ceiling We're probably gonna all do it Have to go through it again in 2025 So make sure to stick around Don't miss out on that Don't miss out on that me ma. Okay And one more story Just for the heck of it And thank you to Rob Black And your money the podcast that I helped produce and Rob Black is the voice of that and pulled all this together. Thank you so much, Rob, for doing that. He's a very smart mind. Thinks in dollar signs constantly. Um This was one other thing. Tesla the Tesla model Y. And this makes me go, why? Was the best-selling car worldwide in the first quarter? That blows my mind. Because they're so expensive. Because that means there's a lot more places in this world, contrary to what a lot of us believed, that are ready for power, that are wired for electric vehicles. Electrical vehicles can go around, drive around, and, and have a place to charge, despite the fact they got to sit there for long periods of time to charge. And it means that people that own these things have rigged their houses or their apartments or wherever they are to have that kind of charging power, charging apparatus, charging service. It's also the first time a pure electric vehicle has topped the global sales rankings. This while Elon was in China. But speaking of another tech juggernaut, Amazon, their workers are planning to walk out over a lack of trust in leadership, as well as recent layoffs and a return to office mandate. They don't like that. I know where I'm working, they're doing a definite return to office mandate. It doesn't really affect me because I'm always going into the office anyway. And also, people are mad that the e-retailer's environmental record is poor, according to Amazon workers. The Succession finale... Oh, did that end? Oh, sorry, I didn't know. By the way, speaking of shows, watching shows, I stopped watching that Happy Valley show. I could not do it. And then I read ahead... As I was telling you, my lovely lady friend likes to read ahead. I, I followed suit. I was too curious. I'm like, I don't know if I can sit there and watch it. Because they will sit on a scene for a long time and let just dialogue happen like Quentin Tarantino likes to do. And you know something horrible is about to happen. And I, That just, I can't take that. Some people love that. I'm not a fan. So I read ahead and I don't like at all where this show is going. So I put my foot down and I said, lovely lady friend, no. And she was okay with that. Then we started watching that show, Under the Vine, which takes place in New Zealand, about these two people that inherit a winery. And she didn't like that. And then we started watching this other show that's out of Ireland called Dead Still. And this is all through Acorn TV. You can watch all these New Zealand, Australian, British, Irish shows, Scottish shows, even shows out of Scandinavia, Germany, France, Italy. Well, the latest we watched was this one called Dead Still, which is about an actual practice that happened in Victorian England and also here in the U.S. I remember once on K.A., I had a guest, a lady, a local Ventura person, historian, who was had written a book about these Pictures, these very morbid pictures that were taken, and they were just normal pictures. People would would consider it normal back then, in Victorian times, to take a picture of someone who had passed away, and then you would keep that as a memento. Nowadays, we don't want to, we don't want to remember. Most of us don't want to remember someone that we love after they passed away. We don't want to remember them after they what they looked like after they died we'd rather remember the good times but that was something that they actually did and the show takes place in ireland and it's a photographer who does this type of photography it's in Victorian times and he is getting involved more and more each episode with solving crimes and helps the police and he becomes one of the first photographers crime photographer crime scene photographers In Ireland. In this story anyway. I don't know if it's actually based on a real person. But it's an interesting show. It's filmed very nicely. But it moves really slowly. So I'm not completely recommending it. But we're only three episodes in. Plus it's not for kids. Do not let kids watch this. And one last final final thing. And I might have to come back to this later. But the housing market... You know, the downturn it started last summer It now may be reversing Home prices across the country are again starting to move up This after the S&P Case-Shiller Index Posted its second consecutive month-over-month gain In the month of March In the 20-city version of the index All 20 of the cities saw home prices rise month-over-month We had a 5% decline on a national level from June of last year to January of this year. Two months of increasing prices does not make a definitive recovery, but the past two months have seen more positive action. A shortage of listings, plentiful jobs, and strong wage growth are largely offsetting the headwind to housing from mortgage rates. Most econom- uh, economists expect home prices to fall further this year. Their reasons include high mortgage rates because they keep raising rates. The Fed does, as well as historically low affordability and a potential recession, is what may cause home prices to fall further. What is the highest year over year gain in home prices? They were seen in Miami, in Tampa. And in Charlotte, interestingly. So, in the South, they're seeing higher home prices. One of the most interesting aspects is its stark regional differences. The farther west, the weaker the prices are, with Seattle down 12% with home prices, now leading San Francisco, which is down 11% at the bottom of the. The table Outside a cafe Anyway somewhere In Podcastro Valley The last place on earth Look who's here Hello Matthews It's Shelly 2 heart Kick-Shop supervisor Wow It sure makes me Want to go buy a house Right now Matthews. Yes Buy a house No don't do it Unless you want to You know Have to Deal with all the Maintenance You have to do All the time With the house And deal with The uh, you know Because it's all on you Something breaks It's all on you That kind of thing Does that sound good Yeah McMatthews That sounds really fun uh-huh. Look who else is here. Hello, Mike. This is Floyd, the floor man. Mike, hey, this is John Deere, the engineer. Mike, I'm an engineer, so I can fix anything. Mm-mm-mm. Do you own a house? Yes, yeah, several. Wow. Don't you love that answer? When you hear someone, hey, do you own a house? Oh, yeah, I own several houses. What? Huh? How's that? The front panel will close automatically. Please remain. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Can you share one of your houses too? That'd be real nice. Thank you. No, Mike. I can't. I can't share one of my houses. I'm sorry. Oh, you're you're living in all of them, right now. What, you're omnipotent? I am not. No, but I'm working on it. Wow. Engineers are always working on something. You will travel into the incredible universe. College enrollment might be slipping while the jog, job market is thriving. Should you start college or start a career? There was a Wall Street Journal poll that found that 56% of Americans earlier this year think earning a four-year degree isn't worth the time, money, or effort. This was earlier this year. U.S. college enrollment is continuing to drop in America. In our post-pandemic world, as they call it. Post-pandemic or endemic. And part of that is due to the country's hot labor market. Prospective students are diving into industries. And the main ones they're doing are food, hospitality, construction, and manufacturing. Fields that may require special training, but not four or even two-year degrees. Social distancing killed The true college experience That's right Greek life parties And there's this thing That a lot of people won't understand If I say this sentence you're going to go What? What did he say? But streaking through the squad (laughs) I meant streaking through the quad I, I guess some people streak through the squad too But that's another thing My mom she did. We, we were living in Van Nuys for a while, and she heard of, uh, oh, you know what? It's Wednesday night. That means it's cruising night. And that's because on Van Nuys Boulevard, you'd have all these cars, these fancy cars people were working on. They were driving up and down Van Nuys Boulevard. This is in the 70s and the 80s. And she somehow misheard that and thought it was streaking night. And so I would use that expression and people would say, no, no, no. People aren't running around naked in Van Eyes regardless of what Boogie Nights is telling you. It was cruise night. Cruise. They'd be cruising down the street and then stopping at the Bob's Big Boy where, uh, what was his name? David Lynch used to go and he would get these great shakes there that he talked about and would reminisce with Jay Leno about how wonderful they were and you had to get them right at this particular time of day when they switched the type of um (laughs) there was something he said type of ice cream or the or the ice cream had reached a certain cold level he this is what david lynch you can find it on youtube just look up jay leno david lynch interview on the tonight show when jay was uh filling in for johnny carson So apparently enrollment across all sectors, public, private, four-year, two-year universities in this year have fallen about half a percent year over year. Last year, 17.25 million students. This year it was 17.15 million. While recent soon-to-be high school graduates are joining the workforce in massive droves This is uh, teenagers 16 to 19. Last month, the demographics unemployment rate dropped to a 70-year low, interestingly enough. Yes, teenagers 16 to 19, their unemployment rate is now at 9.2%, a 70-year low. So they're working. They're working hard, those Gen Zers. The average hourly earnings for, even though there's some places I've been to, I question that. Some restaurants. The average hourly earnings for low-level leisure and hospitality workers was up nearly 30%. So, that's interesting. That's from April 2019 to April of this year, up 30% the earnings. So... And thank you again to Rob Black for all that fascinating information. So hopefully you're happy, or at least you are employed. Or if you're not, maybe you've got a plan. Or if you don't, maybe you're just enjoying this podcast and going, Mike, don't tell me what I need to do. And that's fine. As I am wrapping up the show. And next show, it's going to be the next show is going to have Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player and the brewmaster. Thank you so much for listening. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com See you tomorrow. Bye!